Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Happy Friday. I don't know if you don't think that's one of the greatest songs ever written. I don't really know what to tell you. It's Because uh, it is. I don't even think that's a, <laughs> I don't even think that's opinion. I think it's just a fact. A little Wu-Tang for you here on your Friday. Get your weekend started off right. It's 5 o'clock somewhere, including in Montana. Thanks so much for kicking with us here to end your week. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuwana's. Wu-Tang is just fascinating to me. Have you have you what? watched the documentary about them? I've watched every documentary yeah, yeah, miniseries. Yeah. Wu-Tang to me has been and is still the only super group in the history of hip-hop. For sure. And the Tell fact me that, I'm wrong. The fact that they've been able to do it and keep it together and have nine people in it is just, it's crazy. Well, and they all went out on their own and did their and own were albums. very successful. And they all came back together. Wu-Tang forever, they, baby. They've been like sharing this family and the way that they do it financially it hasn't really benefited any of them, which is so weird, but they still have been able to keep it together. And they don't, you know, it, it, it it's it's completely unusual. It's completely unique in the world of music, not just hip-hop. No, it's... it's com- and you're right. The only other place where you can kind of see that coming together to come apart has been all of like Credence Clearwater's reiterations sure, yeah. over the year. Jefferson Starship to Jefferson Airplane. Like when groups just recreate or then you have a group that recreates and then went solo were the Beatles. Right. So like you just don't have you don't have these super groups where you have this many people, this many talents sometimes this many egos to work through to come together separate to come back together over and over uh it's 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 amazing and you know um they've all flourished in the, in their own right and then RIP to the ODB who is no longer part of the Wu-Tang Clan so um yeah amazing amazing and the first group to really come out of Staten Island. For sure. Like, Staten Island wasn't pumping out hip-hop artists. Like, it was Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx, right? Or Uptown, which is part of Manhattan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they put what now is, is beautifully referenced to by them and many others as Shaolin, a.k.a. Staten Island, you know. More history for the hip-hop heads <laughs> in the world. It is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop coming up later on this summer. So we'll be spending a lot of time uh, talking about all of that. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. 
which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. Also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, located in downtown Missoula, the corner of Broadway and Higgins. And also presented by the Montana State Bookstore. Montana State Bookstore, best place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day, anytime you are on the Montana State campus. All right, let's see what we skipped from hour number one because we're going to play some blindside. We're going to play some blindside here in hour number two. Um, but first, some updates, uh, some real-time updates from the uh, state track meet. We gave you some of the best of the best state champions, including the ones with Missoula hooks during our Garden City Spotlight. Also gave you a records watch off the top, so you can find all that uh, on the podcast as well. The 100-meter prelims, though, uh, it's a it's a race that's shaping up uh, to be a showdown and uh, a couple really familiar faces in it. Hunt, Hudson Lemke of Missoula Sentinel is the defending AA champion. He came out of nowhere and pulled an upset last year to win it, and then he's l- performed like a champion all year long for Sentinel. He, though, runs the second-fastest qualifying time, Reed Harris, who's the Boston College-bound, uh, outstanding uh, multi-sport athlete from Great Falls High. Hmm. Uh, he runs 10-9 flat. I don't know if you've seen this kid or not. He's 6'5", 215, and he's running 10-9 flat. Ooh, man, I saw this kid live and up close. I coached against him, and what do we do at center? We shut that no, down. No, for sure. Son. No first downs, no touchdowns. Uh, for, well, and it, It's very interesting because Reed Harris... Uh, played quarterback his sophomore and junior year because he's the best athlete in the, uh, in the school, basically. And uh, But he's not a quarterback. This last year, though, he played uh, receiver and outside linebacker. He looked a lot better. He, he to me, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but to me, he's a poor man's Troy Anderson. He is he, He's built very much like Troy Anderson. He's had to do everything in high school, uh, but he's never really got to specialize or really blossom. I think he's going to end up on defense at Boston College, and I think he, if he does and he, he grows into his body, he's, I mean, the sky's the limit. If you are as big and strong as he is as only Son. a teenager and you run that fast, you have un- unbelievable potential. And his frame says he may grow another inch or two. He, and he's definitely going to put on and weight. And he's going to, oh, oh, good weight. That yeah. boy, he's yoked. So the, uh, the 100-meter final should be uh, really compelling tomorrow. Other uh, young men to watch. How about Adam Jones? Adam Jones is a baseball player his whole life uh, out of Missoula Central, played for the Missoula Mavs, was good enough that he even had a, a couple D1 offers to play baseball. He decides he's going to go play football in college. He's a hockey player, too. For sure. But Adam Jones decides he's going to play football in college instead of baseball, So he and he commits to Montana State. And so to improve himself for uh, football, he decides to go out for track. Mm-hmm. I was texting with him. I didn't realize he had gone out for track. I oh, was texting yeah. with him to invite him on the show, and he was like, yeah, man, but I, I can't. I want to come on live, but I can't do it while track's going. I was like, oh, I didn't realize you were doing track. How you, how you, How's it going? This was about a month ago. And he was texting me back, and he was like, oh, man, it's a huge learning curve for me. I'm really adjusting. Well, Adam Jones today runs 11.26 in the 100 meters. This is his first year ever doing track, and he qualifies for the finals. So good job by him. That's uh, very, very impressive. But the uh, the 100-meter finals, including Reed Harris, Hudson Lemke, uh, Tanner Macy, Jeff Lillard of Kalispell Glacier, Lacey, of course, boy. Uh, Macy, of course, uh, of Billings Senior. All those guys are in the finals, and that's going to be uh, a really fun one to watch. In the 100-meter uh, prelims for the girls, Ava Roberts of Billings Skyview, who false started at divisionals last week, she gets back on top of the, the leaderboard, and uh, she's been atop the leaderboard not only in the AA but across the entire state. She runs twelve five seven in the hundred meters. Ava Roberts also had the top qualifying time uh, in the two hundred meters. Uh, the other news is just how unbelievably versatile. 
the Todorovich sisters are for Helena High. Uh, Logan Todorovich had the sixth fastest qualifying time in the 100 meters. Uh, Madeline Todorovich, the second fastest qualifying time in the 200 meters. Maddie also had the third, she also placed third, earned a bronze medal uh, in the 400 meters in that final. Logan Todorovich, second fastest qualifying time in the 100 meter hurdles. Uh, they each ran on the 4x100 meter team that got third. Madeline wins the high jump at 5-4. She beats her sister, Logan. <laughs> they each went 5-4. Madeline had less misses. Uh, and then Logan, the, the junior, <laughs> the junior of the two, are you, are you, is your head spinning yet? I mean, the, basically, Logan and Madeline Todorovich are winning the state meet by themselves. That's what's happening, basically, in Butte. But the news of the meet so far is that Logan Todorovich, the older of the sisters, she goes 19 four and a half in the long jump, which would be a competitive jump in most collegiate meets, let alone uh, a Montana high school meet, and that is a new uh, all-class state record. So we'll keep uh, you apprised of all the stuff that's going down there at the state meets, uh, particularly the double-A meet there uh, in Butte. The, I uh, won a bronze medal once. Did you? In what? Wing-eating contest. <laughs> I came in third, son. Claims to fame. Uh, yeah, it's so, it's so funny, uh, you know, when you're like me and you uh, are an aspiring athlete and somebody that loves playing sports, but you're only a very average athlete. I, my uh, list of accomplishments are so funny, you know. A six-time state champion loser. <laughs> Six times runner-up, mostly throughout my baseball career. Uh, you know, I won a half a cow in a golf tournament one time. That was pretty good. That's dope. Uh, no, it was actually like a Dude, I'll take out super, that side of, that's that's a side like a, of beef. It was actually like a super uh, sweet prize. Uh, speaking of newsworthy things, though, here in the wide world of sports today, DeAndre Hopkins was let go Weird. by the Arizona Cardinals. It's a little weird. I mean, you got a new GM, you got a new coaching staff. Kyler Murray's going to be out for a little while. Uh, I, I was a little perplexed as why they would just straight cut him and not try to like shop him or trade him. Money. No one wants to pick up that dead space on the contract. Yeah, that's man. right. He, yeah. I mean, D Hop, great receiver, uh, really fun to watch. He just eats a lot into the cap space, so for sure. he's expensive. But where are we at with just what his future, or I guess what his potential could be as a contributor? I, I, we'll, we'll get to where would be good fits for him. But where are we at with his ability to perform? Because he was unquestionably one of the best receivers in the league when he was with the Texans. Absolutely. And when he was with his boy Deshaun Watson. Absolutely. Then that whole thing fell apart. Bill O'Brien gets fired. Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins gets traded, and Deshaun Watson. Who knows what the hell he's doing? But he, I mean, he gets suspended for basically two years. Laying low. D Hop. Has not been. I mean, he's he he was good in Arizona, but he was not you know like a top three, top five guy. So where are we at with? Uh, could, could he still be a big time contributor to it? I think he needs to. He needs to find the right situation. I think he can still contribute. I think the move to Arizona was 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 tough, and I don't think they've had enough around him at several positions to exploit what he still can do. I think he now becomes a veteran leadership uh, role in the in, in the locker room and on the sidelines, but he also can help a team. He's still a viable low-tier number one to me. Um, and, I, and I don't mean that from a fantasy perspective at all. I just mean he's a lower-tier wide receiver one. I think uh, now we can you know segue into who I think he fits best with. Uh, in no particular order, I would say the Giants. 
Yeah. The Ravens. He actually does fit with the Giants. I know you're a Giants guy. But well, I'm a Giants guy. Well, he fits there because the Giants don't really have a clear number one. They have a bunch of good number twos and threes. For sure. But their roster is logjammed with slot dudes. They don't have an outside guy. That's right. Um, the Ravens, Odell Beckham, does he bounce back from um, Does he bounce back from injury? Uh, I think the Chiefs would be a good one. I think having him play spot duty with a guy like Patrick Mahomes with uh, with also with uh, Travis Kelsey being on the field, that opens up a lot of those intermediate routes and forces them to you know to go single coverage across the board. I think the Bills would be a great compl- a good one. I think D Hop would be complimentary to Stefan Diggs. You got a big so the arm. Bills was a good one. That was my number one that yeah. came right to the top of my mind was the Bills. And then you know to round it out the Jets, the Panthers, and honestly going back home to Houston with a young quarterback that would need some kind of veteran presence. He would go back to a city that he's beloved in, uh steps right back into a situation that he really didn't want to leave um outside of wanting to be with his boy as a quarterback, but team-wise, that's 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 where he cut his teeth and had the most success. What about Cleveland? I don't wish that on anybody, son. <laughs> Come on, son. They, they if if the Browns have the talent to win ten or eleven games this next year on Madden twenty-four, and no, if they if they, I, I really, just, if they really if they really don't do it, then I really I'm going to believe in the, that this is just a cursed, cursed franchise. Cursed franchise, son. I, I, I'm, I'm you, a leave, firm, you leave Cleveland, you're never going to be good again. Hey, Art Modell didn't shouldn't have done it. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook rolling with Yo. me, Coulter Nuanas here on your Friday. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, long weekend coming up. Memorial Day weekend coming up. Woo-woo. We will not be back on the air till Tuesday. There's your PSA. I think you probably already assumed it. I know about uh, every single person listening to the show is going to be uh, hopefully out and about. You know, either walking on the river or. Kick it at the lake or whatever. So everybody be safe out there. Have a good Memorial Day weekend. But we'll be back at it at Tuesday. We're not done yet, though. We Better than safe, be smart. That's when right. you're smart, you are safe. Be smart. S-M-R-T. One thing we were just uh, talking about off-air, I want to ask you on-air. The, uh, the elements that make sports compelling, things like action, physicality, unpredictability, the Stanley Cup playoffs has all of those. The the action is unbelievably fast. It's hard to predict any of it, and I mean you see that right now with, uh, you know, the Florida Panthers sweeping their way to the Stanley Cup uh, Finals as an eight seed. And I, I yeah, you know, I, I do think that one way to get into sports is to know more about them. And so we launched the Stanley Cup Finals segment this year, and we've been talking fifteen to twenty minutes a week with Mike Anderson about the Stanley Cup Finals or Stanley Cup playoffs. Excuse me. Yet, I still am heartily into this. Why? Why is hockey so uh, hard? It's just not compelling, even though the action is really good. Like, the, the, the display of athleticism, I can totally appreciate, but I'm not, like, hooked on it. I, 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 the NBA playoffs, I have to tune in. I can't look away. Why is, what is it about hockey that eludes from a, a true, you know, being a 1A sport? Uh, a couple of things. I think the time in which it's the season starts, like you're right in between America's two favorite sports in basketball That's and right. football. You compete with the NFL and the NBA. That's right. And honestly, college uh, basketball, and college, and college, and, yeah, both basketball and football. Totally. So you you're you're kind of stuck in limbo as far as watchability and who's watching and when they can watch. Um, you and I talked off 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 mic. Um, I think sometimes Americans struggle with non-American sports hmm, like yeah. hockey. We don't it's not something that's part of our social cultural fabric the way baseball, football, 
to some extent volleyball basketball basketball has has just you know been so ingrained into our fibers the other thing is our our hockey stars or athletes aren't american there's a there's there's a lot of times a, that's true a lot of there's a little uh when the off season isn't here they're not here with their faces in in our country they're not do i don't i don't remember the last time i saw a commercial that had a hockey athlete that I could recognize outside of like Lindros or Gretzky or Sidney Crosby, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. a little, bit. Like, and I mean, a little and, bit of endorsements for sure. Like he had the subway commercial once upon a time. I mean, yeah, in a long, long time ago. But there's just there's no marketability. Not that there isn't marketability for these athletes. There isn't a market that I see that we that we engage in. When was the last time you saw an NHL commercial in Missoula? Unless you're watching a game. For sure, right? I could I can go home and watch Gabby's Dollhouse with my daughter right now, and guess what? I'm going to see a Nike commercial or an NBA or an MLB commercial, even though that's not the target audience. I think part of it too is the contract, right? The TV contract. They they're, they're signed up with NBC Sports, so then they like are sometimes on actual network TV and NBC, but most of the time they're just on the NBC Sports channel or the NBC Sports app. app. And because that's not ABC and ESPN are partners, and so that right. you, they can cross promote everything. If the NHL was just on ESPN, you'd have those ESPN diehards that just don't ever change the channel that would watch hockey more often because it would just be on ESPN. I think it's hard for people to seek it out as well. I yeah, I, I think I, I agree with that. I also think that the relatability to the general public in America isn't mirrored in hockey. Uh, you, that's right. Uh, you, you, you look at the, I hate to say, the, not that I hate to say it, but I'm going to say it, the social, cultural, racial makeups of teams yeah. isn't reflective of America in hockey. You look at a baseball team, Hispanic players, sure, Asian players, sure, black sure. players, white players. For sure. You look at uh, sports overall, there's more of the cultural backslash racial, racial mosaic in sports that reflect more of our society. And I think that that's, it, it, to me, it goes beyond even just race. It's not even just the lack of racial diversity. It's also the lack of really diversity in in character, right? Most of the, uh, hockey players are almost all the same size, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, it's very hard. Like, part of the reason you watch the NBA is because they're just so crazy to watch compete because they're so big. Right. The NFL is the same thing. I mean, yeah, freak show is the wrong way to say it, but it is a spectacle. It is a spectacle of, of human athletic performance. Right. right, right. You don't get to see the bodies of hockey players. I'm sure all these guys are very... Uh, physically impressive, but you can't really see it in their jerseys. Mm-hmm. Every guy is like between 5'11 and 6'2 tall. They're all between like 195 and 215 pounds. Mm-hmm. They all look the same. They all wear the same face mask. Like, when you're watching basketball, you know where LeBron James is on the court at all times. You know where Joel Embiid is at all times. You have no idea who's who in hockey unless you're like a full-on junkie. Well, not only that, I really like that. I'm going to actually go further back and, and, to, and go back to being little kids. When we're in school, you know what we're taught? Basketball, football, true, baseball. Well, part of the part of ping that's, pong, even. Well, part of that's the accessibility too, right? Right. You could go play catch at recess. You can go play right. basketball at recess. You can't just go lace your skates up at recess. Right. Well, I mean, you can still play floor hockey, right? right. You could still be introduced to it. Well, I mean, why is why is Minnesota the number one state for hockey in the country? It's because they do have the accessibility because everybody has a pond that's for frozen <laughs> in their back. That's real though, right? No, it's like true. Like in Minnesota, you go skating, like in the neighborhood. Like where you're from, you go to the park and play basketball, right? Like where well, I'm hockey's from, hockey's big where I'm from. No, I'm totally, from, you totally. Know, you know so. what I'm saying though. Like in the neighborhood, 
you go play hoops. In right. Montana, you go play football, play catch, whatever. In Minnesota, you just go out your backyard and go for a skate. Well, there's also, there's <laughs> that's true, but there's also something that hockey, to some extent, like lacrosse and like baseball, that is also a barrier to maybe having access to it or wanting to be part of it. That's true, too. It's an expensive sport. For sure. So it's a it's a, it's a a sport that... Yeah, 20 bucks, you can buy a basketball. You can't get any sort of hockey gear for like for less real. than thousands of for dollars. Real. I can go to Pizza Hut and buy a pizza and get a free, you know, Final Four basketball. Like, there's just the, 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 the financial... Um, I don't want to say financial woes, but the financial responsibility, the, the need for the money to do that sometimes doesn't trickle down into certain areas because it's a dude. Ice time is expensive. Skates are expensive. Uh, sticks are expensive. You know, what's really cheap. A rubber basketball. Right. You know what's really cheap? A baseball and a bat. I mean, like, and, that, and that's why soccer is the number one sport in the world, right? Because if you just, you just, just, need, you just crumple up anything and make it into tape. a ball. You can make a duct tape and you, ball yeah. and play soccer. Yeah, exactly. You know, so the accessibility is, is, is tough as well. And it's a cold weather sport. Like That's part some, of it too, yeah. Some people don't want to be cold while they're for playing sure. a game. No, for sure. 100%. Um, some elements definitely play a role into that. Who want us now? ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. All right, so I want to play a little blindside, but we're going to start with actually a couple of questions that we already knew that we've either, either skipped over or that regime uh, texted me in today. But uh, I want to ask you about this. Proceed. I, I'm reading this really interesting book. If you're familiar with Jeff Perlman, I think he's mm. one of the great long-form uh, narrative journalists around. He's he's particularly great at writing biographies. I thought his biography on Walter Payton, Sweetness, Sweetness. was uh, outstanding. Uh, but his latest, which came out last fall, is called The Last American Folk Hero, and it's about Bo Jackson. Now, uh, if you have uh, deified or heroic views of Bo Jackson, I would suggest reading this book only for the hilarity of how unbelievably ridiculous he is as an athletic specimen. But I would also caution you, if you have romantic views about Bo Jackson, this book is probably going to break your heart because there's a lot of parts of this book where Bo Jackson is just not that uh, cool, likable of a guy. Um, but that's that's a side, uh, an aside. I want to ask you, though, about this concept because basically this book is written about this, this man through the lens that he is the last American folk hero. And why is he the last American folk hero? Because he because of when he came of age. Bo Jackson won the Heisman Trophy in 1989. He played his formative years of professional sports from 1986 to 1991 before his devastating hip injury basically uh, wiped it all out. But he was just before being able to look everything up on the internet, being able to look everything up on the phone. So the stories of Bo Jackson they could be embellished, but also you don't even need to embellish them. It's it's just an interesting concept the way Jeff Perlman writes this book because basically he talks about how we can we can crush everybody that we deify now. If LeBron James was coming up 40 years ago, he would have no haters. He would just be this legend, right? He would just be this cra- crazy, uh, you know, transcendent, gifted person. Bo Jackson got away with a lot of things because of that. What do you think of this this general premise that Jeff Perlman's taking? I first I disagree with him being the last folk hero. There are some folk heroes that came before Bo Jackson that uh, that are still alive that I think almost outweigh him, outflank him, overshadow him as folk heroes. Um, I think what 
we saw with Bo Jackson was just this incredible athletic ability in two different sports. You know, the the guy that can hit a home run and then 12 hours later score a touchdown. We hadn't seen anything like that. For sure. We hadn't seen anything like that. We, you know, and, you know, I already know that two or three people are going to say Deion Sanders. Look, Deion Sanders wasn't running for, you know, 180 yards. He wasn't getting hammered every time the ball was handed off. So there's a different type of dynamic that comes along with that. Bo Jackson, the thing that made Bo Jackson so unbelievable was that he... He split time completely evenly between the two sports as a yes. professional. He never practiced hardly at all in either, either. of them. And, and dominated you know, I mean, he basically and skipped, did well in he both. He skipped spring training and still was an all-star in baseball. And then mm-hmm. he would join the team in mid-October in football without any practices and just straight off the street could just go run for 85 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Uh, Deion Sanders... Is one of the great football players in the history of the oh, National don't Football give, I'm not. I'm not Deion saying Sanders, anything. Deion Sanders, though, like, was a sideshow as a baseball player. He, he is a, yeah. a very below average. I mean, he made it to the show, which is an unbelievable accomplishment for anybody. But Did in terms of his peers in baseball, I mean, no, Deion Sanders no. is a Mendoza line hitter. He, he's one of the great athletes, for sure, in his yeah. ability to steal bases and stuff. Yeah. But... He's not a very good. He's not. He's not comparable to Bo Jackson as a no, baseball not player. At all. Jackson was such a great baseball player. And the other thing that Bo did was his his crossover appeal between the two sports and between yeah. just sports and 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 pop culture at the time was huge. Uh, he had and so much of that was because of Nike because they had already hit a home run with Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan. Yep. And but then they wanted to go beyond. Uh, you know, in, in 1988, when Bo Jackson signed with Nike, Nike had running shoes and Jordans. Totally. They wanted to add cross trainers, and you know, now look at all of us. We're all wearing a different version of Nike. There's, I mean, we're probably all three wearing a different version of a Nike shoe right now. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> I think I support one percent of Nike sales but, annually. But, but Bo Jackson, uh, he was the one that created. Like, he was the one that first brought the cross trainer to the forefront, and that ad campaign, Bo Knows, was one of the most iconic ad campaigns in American advertising history. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, Bo was in songs. He was in hip-hop records. Like, Bo was in the mouths of everyone across the country. He was handsome, physically beautiful. He was a specimen, and he excelled at what he did. That's the persona. Yeah. What we often leave out is, who's Bo the person? What what would what what drove him to such heights? Because no, and that's that's the craziest part about this book is the answer is nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. He, he, he nothing. literally was that gifted. Period. He's not like so. Even the all time greats, they have unbelievable natural gifts. Michael Jordan's one of the greatest athletes to ever be born. Totally. He also though has the compulsive desire to be great. Totally. Tiger Woods, physically specimen, but he's also steely in the mind. Bo Jackson. This dude's showering before the ninth inning's even over because his wife's waiting for him in the parking lot to get the heck out of Dodge. He's not trying to hang out with his teammates. He's not, like, gutting it out in the offseason. Nope. I mean, Walter Payton book is crazy. Listening to the, or reading the way that Walter Payton would train. Jerry Rice, same Jerry thing. Jerry Rice, same I mean, thing. These, Marvin these Harrison, guys are training like thing. Navy SEALs. Bo Jackson's never training. Nope. He's straight out the box running a 4140. He doesn't even lift. Like, one of the most ridiculous stories in this book, they talk about... When he first he first learns what a squat is, so he's like, okay, well, that, you know, you guys are like struggling. Like, let me see what I can do. And he he squatted 545 pounds the first time he ever put it on the bar, and he just didn't he didn't need to lift. It's fine. He's just born this way. It's crazy. I, I wanted to read this book because I thought I would be um, inspired by it. I'm not. It's laugh out loud funny how unbelievably gifted he is, but I'm not like, oh my gosh the perseverance to get this done. You know what I mean? No, it's different when it's, it's, it's when talent really didn't have to work hard. 
Usually, he's, usually he's, it's he the is, opposite. He is a one of one in that. Oh, totally. It's because nobody some, can hit 270 in the bigs with, with no work, no BP, <laughs> and you just finish four quarters. It's unbelievable. Getting smacked around by someone in a Broncos uniform, like he's ridiculous. The last point I'll make on this is that uh, I do think that uh, you know, no matter what. No matter if you believe in a higher power or you whatever you believe dictates the the flow and energy of the universe, there is a flow and energy to the universe. Totally. So regardless of who is pulling the strings or what is pulling the strings or whatever, there is a balance of life. I agree. And the number one thing I take away from this, I've just got to the part where, where Bo Jackson has suffered this horrific injury where basically he dislocates his hip so hard. Oh, so bad. That he has internal bleeding and it makes his hip and femur bones die. Die. He, he, he went necrotic. Unbelievable. Uh, but but my takeaway is that whatever it is, giveth and taketh away, right? This guy was the naturally most gifted athlete ever. And by the time he was 28, he completely fell from grace because of this one-of-a-kind, completely unique injury that he suffered. And I don't know. It just shows you. I think that the, the main takeaways are that uh, for all great gifts, there's great falls. And for... Uh, no matter, nothing lasts forever. No matter what, nothing, ever. Very. I like your Job reference to go biblical. The Lord right. giveth, the Lord taketh away. Uh, yeah, it just it's it's so sad how fast he came onto the scene and uh, how fast he exited the scene. And it's weird because I've actually had conversations about Bo Jackson, and we can segue into the next thing. Is Bo Jackson a Hall of Famer? No. My answer is no. No. Thank you. Thank He's you. Not. He's not Bo, a Hall of Famer. Bo Jackson is a college football Hall of Famer because Bo Jackson oh, won without the a doubt. Game. Without a doubt, college, college, he deserves. He's, he's, he's a shoe in. He, he, he's, he's not a pro. He's not a pro Hall football Hall of Famer. He would have no. been a surefire one hundred percent vote getter in either baseball or football if he would have chosen one of the two. Agreed, but he didn't and squatted. Juan <laughs> <laughs> is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. More randomness plus. The event, at least for me, we've all been waiting for. The men's 3,000-meter steeplechase quarterfinal at the NCAA West Regionals. Duncan Hamilton and crew on the track coming up in about 10 minutes. So we'll give you live results of that and keep on rapping about whatever the heck we feel like. Happy Friday, everybody. That's what we do around here. We'll be right back. Nuanas Now at ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. One, two, three. is now on ESPN Radio. 
Talk about unique and also talk about educational experience. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX by 10 Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're talking around the wide world of sports today, but also hip-hop history lessons like we always do in this guy's in the studio. Rajim Seabrook riding with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop coming up this summer. And so we've been going around the different regions. Uh, nobody really even knew that the Midwest could have rap until Bone Thugs and Harmony came out, and then that created this whole cascade, and that's how you get, you know, Nelly and the St. Lunatics and all these other guys. But, but Bone, regardless of where they're from, certainly still one of the most unique groups ever. I, I also mentioned the, the educational experience. I remember hearing that song for the first time when I was like 12 or 13 years old. I had no idea what they are talking about with the first of the month. Oh. Uh, that also is a cultural experience to learn about that in itself. We'll get to that in a minute, but I mean, just Bone in general, uh, nobody's really quite like them. Well, I, I, th- I think their name s- says it all. Bone Thugs and Harmony. The Hip-hop has always been very bass and drum rhythmatic. Um, very, It's more about rhythm and syncopation. Uh, Bones and Thugs added an element of harmony and melody, actually, to music, uh, to hip-hop music. They, they took the ability to just kind of... We were talking about the boom-boom-bap of hip-hop. Yeah. They started singing stuff. For real. And that, cha- that kind of changed the trajectory of hip-hop, but it also changed hip-hop artists in which... Because after that... Certain hip hop, he started singing. All of a sudden, every, it's like Rocky. Everyone thinks yeah. they could be a boxer after watching Rocky. Every, everyone started trying to sing after Bone Thugs and Harmony. But what it did was it, it added a different element mm-hmm. um, to hip hop. Instead of being on the downbeat with voices, their voices were actually on the upbeat, which usually you know adds more of an element of harmony and melody um, to already bass bass heavy music. So. Um, very important uh, uh, history uh, in hip hop, and no one has duplicated or replicated it since. Which I also think says a lot about their style. That's very hard to to replicate, duplicate, and emulate. Um, but also just a great time in history where music, like hip hop, took went on went on to a much different branch and introduced us to different artists and different styles within within the realm. Can't wait for the rest of the summer. More, let's go, uh, baby. More history of the uh, wide world of hip hop, courtesy of the professor Rajim Seabrook. Oh, stop it! Uh, PSA for you. We've talked about this a couple times on the show, but worth reminding people again: uh, the Parks and Rec uh, Summer Hoop Series coming up. Three on threes in the park uh, on Wednesday sign nights. Up. Uh, go sign up. You just go to the Parks, Missoula Parks and Rec website. You can go sign up, and uh, this will be great. It's not just about the basketball. That's what we keep trying to reemphasize to you: being outside. Hanging out with people, connected as a community, engaged, ga- gathering in these beautiful parks. I mean, if you didn't notice, there's like a hundred parks in Missoula. They're all beautiful. We- guess what? We all pay for. You're them. all paying for we them. Should- get off the couch. <laughs> get out of the matrix. Put down Facebook and all these other social media outlets. Go outside and sweat. See someone you haven't seen. Get a team going. You know, you want to you want to see faces like culture. You never know. Your mayor can have a team. That's right. Get out there. Let's get back into the municipalities. Get out in the sun. We only get like thirty eight days of good summer anyway. Uh, thirty eight days of warm weather. Yeah, period. Right, right. Get out there, folks. It's uh, it's a new thing that's happening. Get on that Parks and Web. Uh, Website and and sign up for something that's weekly. And guess what? You don't have to go to Spokane or Polson or Bozeman. It's right here in your backyard. Wednesday evenings, you're already here. Feed your kids. Get them out there. Feed yourself. Get out there and, and come hoop it up. Let's go. What's holding you back? I also lied to you. I told you that Duncan Hamilton and crew, three different 
uh, Montana State Bobcats, all from Montana, were running in the men's 3,000-meter steeplechase. Uh, starting at 540. That's 540 local time in Sacramento. So uh, they'll be running in about an hour from now. So we'll have a, an update on that. Why is it the event to watch? Well, there were 17 qualifiers between the Grizz and the Cats that headed to NCAA regionals. A couple have advanced on, Camilla Noe and, and Ben Perrin, both of Montana State in the 10,000 meters. So that's impressive. But there's one national championship contender from Montana, and that's the one and only Duncan Hamilton. The guy was the second-place winner at Nationals last year in the steeplechase. He was resoundingly the champion at the West Regional last year. So uh, I don't know about you, but I certainly will be tuned in to ESPN Plus at 640. If you don't know about the steeplechase either, I know some people would say, well— Running and distance running is boring to watch. I could see how you don't really have the endurance to watch the men's 10K. It takes 30 minutes. You know, I would su- suggest tuning. Did you in. mean to be punny on that? You don't have the endurance to watch a 10K. Bad dad joke. While while uh, steeplechase is certainly a quote unquote distance event, it takes between seven and a half and eight and a half minutes. So uh, there's a ton of action. The jumping over the hurdles into the puddles of water. I mean, is one of the most unique athletic disciplines there is. So uh, I don't know about you, but I'm definitely going to be watching that men's steeplechase. Not only featuring Duncan Hamilton, but also featuring Rob McManus, Levi Taylor, uh, three different MSU. Bobcats. Uh, it really is steeplechase you there uh, in Bozeman. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio. Uh, we'll get it even more random to take you home here on your Friday into the Memorial Day weekend. That's next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire. We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country and you have full access to our full manufacturing shop you can look in the case you don't have to start out designing something you can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience jewelry design center now open in missoula at 2501 brook street across from the montana club jewelry design center your jeweler for life ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Been a Tina Turner kind of week. Rest in peace to the, to the legend, to the queen. Uh, it is one. Of, it is a great American story because Tina Turner um, was an unbelievable star during her time as the front woman of Ike and Tina, and then on the backside of that had such a huge falling out, and then resurrected herself as a solo artist, and then did it again and reinvented herself as well as anybody uh, ever has in music history, and. Uh, one of the iconic live performers ever. One of the great, just pure 
soul singers that we've Woo! ever had uh, in America. Doggy. And uh, it's sad, but, I mean, 83 is a life well lived. And to, to persevere over what Tina Turner persevered over and through uh, in the span of her life, I mean, she is a true icon and a true legend. Oh, without a doubt. May she rest in peace and may the generations that come after her pay homage when they can to such an iconic person. And I would say one of the most passive influencers um, in music. Like, when you really look at Tina and watch what she did, especially early in her career, you can see how it's mirrored into this generation of today. Um, so, Tina, thank you for everything that you gave us musically, socially, and culturally. Uh, you you will be missed. And one of my favorite villains of all time in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Just saying, two may enter, one may leave. Let's go. <laughs> Back when movies were just simple and entertaining. I told Andrew to prepare a whole hour worth of blindside questions. Of course, we only have eight minutes to get to those because we just, you know, Wrapped and rambled like we always do. Rajim Seabrook, by the way, here on Nuanas now. He Our mandibles move a lot around. Uh, here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the whole deal. Like I like this time of year when it's a little bit looser in the the sports calendar. And by the way, we'll have wall to wall, front to back results from all the state championships. I know we gave you a whole bunch of stuff that's been going down, but we won't have actual state champions till tomorrow. True. We won't be back at it until Tuesday. So we'll let you know as soon as we can. You can always follow uh, us on social media. Uh, we'll be posting stuff, particularly on Twitter, uh, both on Skyline Sports, Coulter Nuanas, and on the ESPN, uh, the 1029 ESPN Missoula Twitter as well. So you can follow all there as well if you want uh, up-to-date stuff from the uh, state championships. But, uh, Andrew, we probably only have time for one or two. I know I, I asked you to prepare some. What do you got? What were you ruminating on for us earlier today? Okay, well, first off, now that you, you've handed me the mic here, I want to really quickly... <laughs> Run through the weekend schedule on ESPN Radio? Oh, that's good. Yes, of course. Andrew is the program director, so he's the one that decides all this stuff. So we definitely need to let you know. Because this is jam-packed, we're going into Paddleheads Baseball at Billings uh, right after the show, right about 6.15. Saturday, uh, plenty of baseball, the Phillies and Braves at 1.30. Nice. An afternoon game before we go into the Paddleheads game that evening. More Paddleheads on Sunday. That'll finish out their six-game series in Billings. Uh, we'll be on the air about 12.45. Uh, and then Monday, of course, no is now. You already said that. Uh, but we've got plenty more content for you. More MLB baseball, Twins at Astros at 1.30 p.m. And then, of course, if that Miami-Boston series goes to a Game 7, yep. that'll be Monday night at 6, and we'll have that for you as well. Very good. Uh if you missed anything in today's Nuanas Now, you can find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. All right, probably have time for one. What do you got? Well, I might have missed this because I stepped out for just a minute or two, but did you guys get around to talking about, you know, who you would consider the last folk hero well, yeah, in American uh, sports? So that, <sighs> see, because we, we were debating between the concept of folk hero and cult hero, and also, like, we were talking about this, if you if you missed anything in this, uh, through the lens of Bo Jackson and the new book by Jeff Perlman, The Last American Folk Hero. And basically, Perlman's premise is time and place that Bo Jackson was certainly a tr- unbelievably transcendent athlete, but also that his legend was accentuated by when he came to prominence and how over the last 30 years or so, we've become hyper... Uh, it's become a hyper trend to build people up and then break people down. And there's not nearly the the hero nature that resonates with people, but you had some thoughts on this. I, you know, I, I, I agree to disagree. I think that there are some folk heroes that are still here that kind of came out of that era. Michael Jordan's one of them. 
for sure. Right? Tiger Woods is another one of them. Um, whether you like them or not, they, yeah. those are definitely folk heroes. And they, I were, think sometimes, too, we think of the folk hero as somebody that you didn't... Uh, well, how, how do you say this? You, they, they come uh, they come to into the, the 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 public consciousness like a freight train. Yes. Zion Williamson, for example. That's a good one. And, and Zion has sort of fallen from grace a little bit here because he can't right. stay healthy, but... When Zion was in high school and then early college, I mean, the, 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 to be like the folk heroes are the people that are doing stuff that's so, like, when Zion blows out his shoe or he's breaking the backboard when he's in high school, it's stuff like that that's just so unorthodox. Mike Tyson. Mm, good one. Right? Loved him. Youngest champ. Great. Heavyweight. Ferocious. Then falls from grace due to poor choices. Falls further from grace for biting off ears. Falls from grace after losing, after building such an incredible record, and then got vilified and demonized. So Mike Tyson's another one, but he also falls on that line of cult hero, too. For sure. Yes. What, what do you think, Andrew? Well, I like what you just said about being a guy who you're not really sure who or what he is. All you're hearing is these crazy tales that can't really be true. Right. And that's a lot of what makes a folk hero to me as sort of these uh, these backwoods legends, these myths that you're hearing. Oh, hey, uh, Bo Jackson won right. the decathlon despite the fact that he just skipped the last event. Exactly. Like Bo Jackson ran, allegedly ran 9.58 the first time he ever ran the 100 meters. By the way, that would be the world record. As a high school kid, <laughs> but but you don't know if you can believe it because it's from backwoods, you know, it's from backwoods Alabama, circa you know nineteen seventy nine or whatever. And the film's so, too grainy to look at. There's right. this degree of uncertainty in right, there, and right. that's why I don't think that like finding an American folk hero in this day and age is really difficult because America is like everybody is in the news, right? It's right. so like easy LeBron, to show like, up. Like LeBron's a, has been a hero since he was 15 years old, but there's nothing mythical about LeBron because his entire life has been on TV. So here's where I went, Coulter. What about somebody from, from another part of the world? And I'm thinking, what about a guy like Shohei Otani when he Ooh, was still yeah, in the Japanese right. league. Mm-hmm, that's good. What about a guy like Jose Abreu when he was still in Cuba or Aroldis sure. Chapman when Puig, he was Yasiel, still in Cuba? Yasiel Puig kind of had that folk hero thing when he was coming out I of mean, Cuba. I mean, even a guy like Hideki? Hideki was like that. Ichiro. Was Ichiro. Yeah. yeah to- Ooh. See, you are so... You're, you and, you know what I like you and Coulter? You're smart and you're handsome. <laughs> right? You're smart and you're handsome. Great combination. Uh, anyways, Andrew, one more point here. Uh, no, I, or what about, you know, what about a player like Luka Doncic when he was over mm-hmm. in Europe? Mm-hmm. I, it's just, for me... Web, so Web, and, ya- Web and Yama kind of has this right now. I, Web and Yama has a, good a little one. bit of this right it, now. It's going to go away so quickly, though, because we're going to overexpose him so instantly, right? Yeah, that, and he's built like a box of you know, spaghetti, but that's another story for another day. Uh, I mean, in, and even in basketball, where the highlights are so readily uh, yeah. obtainable and so eye-popping right away. Truth. Like, you can see Wembanyama, there are clips all over Twitter of Wembanyama, like, hitting a step-back three. It's not like sure. it was 20 years ago. Right. There's a 7'5 kid in France who weighs 200 pounds who's hitting step-back threes. Now you can hear that with the baseball guys. Uh, the highlights aren't so so visible, right? It's mm. it's just these guys putting up crazy stat lines, and you're hearing tales yeah. about them throwing 105, and you, and you don't see it so obviously. Okay, I like the lens in which you're engaging, and I'm going to go a little obscure. Freddie Adu. 
Mm, there's a good that. one. You like yeah, that one? That was, that was That's good. a good one. My high school played Freddie Adu's high school in soccer because he was from he was like a suburban Maryland kid. That's why Totes. he ended up going to DC United when he was 14. Yeah. Here's one. What about Francis Ngannou when he was first starting out Ooh. in the UFC? Because <laughs> yeah. he's like the he's like the latter day Tyson for sure. John Bones Jones is kind of like that too. Actually, I mean, oh, your I like guy that. Tyson Fury's kind of like that. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, I, I will say though, in terms of the the rumblings can be heard at the entrance of the canyon, but you haven't actually seen it yet. I think that part has been dead for the in the 21st century because yes. we're just so overexposed now. Yeah. But the last real you could hear the rumblings coming up the canyon before the explosion of the superstar was Tiger Woods. Oh, he, absolutely! Because he won three straight U.S. amateurs before he was 18 years old. That had never ever been done. It's never been done again. And everybody was wondering, what's he going to do? What's he going to do? He went and smashed the the uh, the NCAA championships in his first year at Stanford. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's not only on the tour, he is ripping the most iconic course in golf to absolute shreds when he's 21 years old. And he fundamentally changed the game forever. But we heard, we heard, we heard, we heard, and then the, the explosion happened. I don't know if that can, I don't know if it can happen anymore now that there's a video of everybody doing everything on the internet at all times. Yeah, we have too many <laughs> eyes in the skies, folks. That's exactly right. Duan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday. We tried to intermittently mix the uh, the conversation with the results because there's so many results to get to, but we won't actually be able to analyze any of them until uh, actual state champions are crowned. But we'll have a full slate of state champions for you uh, when we return on Tuesday. It's a long weekend. We're off Monday. As Andrew said, plenty of reason to keep it dialed right here to 1029 ESPN Radio. But happy Memorial Day. Have yourself a great weekend and be good. This has been Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.